Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here back with the second part of a two-part series dubbed Word Association. Now, if you tuned into last week's episode, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you didn't happen to catch that one, I'll get into it momentarily. Before we do so, though, a big shout-out, as I say, week in and week out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover. Both those networks continuing to do tremendous things for not only myself here at The Daily Dribble and the work I'm doing, but also a whole host of other content creators around Australia, New Zealand, the US and Canada. So very, very appreciative of all their continued hard work and support of us here. Okay, guys, as I said, so last week, it was part one of a two-part series, Word Association, essentially going through and giving one word to all 15 teams in, or last week it was the Eastern Conference, today it'll be the Western Conference, that just kind of sums up their efforts so far into the season. Now, if you didn't get a chance to check out last week's show, I do implore you to do so. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Um, Be sure to check it out, subscribe, like, do all that great stuff. Whilst you're at it, you may as well subscribe to all of our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, so as to ensure you never miss any news from both the NBA and the NBL. Okay, as I said, I'm going to go through alphabetically the Western Conference. I'm going to give him one word to every team on their performances thus far, starting first and foremost with the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the word I've given to them is defense. They've been a uh, a fascinating team so far. They currently sit third in the uh, Western Conference with a 13-8 and record. They're looking kind of, I think, sneaky underrated. They're probably not quite getting the credit they deserve. Luka is a natural-born killer and just continuing to put himself in MVP conversation. Likewise, Kyrie Irving is incredible when fit and firing. Damn near unstoppable. Again, granted, he's had a couple of injury troubles and you know, no more so than the other day going down late in their matchup. Uh, but they're giving up 118 points per game. Now, for a team that honestly wants to contend, they need to shore things up on this side of the floor. If they can, I think, look out. I think the acquisitions of Grant Williams, huge. Derek Lively has been an absolute gem. Tim Hardway's continuing to fire off the bench alongside Seth Curry there. There's enough to like about them. But the big thing I think they need to hone in on a little bit more is defense especially if Kyrie has gone down. If they are reliant on Luca as that sole offensive force, he's not going to be, they're not going to be able to run with 120, 130 points per night. They're going to have to clamp up a little bit more on the defensive end. And then in my eyes, I think they could be a real, uh, a real sneaky dark horse. We'll go ahead to Denver. Now the word that I've given the reigning champs is building. As I said, the reigning champs have had a heap of injuries to start their season but now in particular that Jamal Murray is back, they'll be looking to build some greater consistency. And to be honest, I think they're in really good shape, arguably pole position to duplicate their efforts from last season. Jokic, he's had a couple of ordinary games, especially on the shooting front, but we all know what he's capable of. A dual MVP, reigning champs, alongside Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr. Sorry, I forgot about him as well. They are really, really potent on both ends of the floor. So I, the word I've got for them is building. Despite a slow start, what are we? We're you know, 20-odd games, 25 games into the season for a lot of these teams. I would be really starting to, uh, to take close attention to what the Nuggets are doing. As I said, especially with full health now, not a team you want to come up against. The Golden State Warriors. Now, 
Their season hasn't gone quite according to plan as of yet. Currently sitting 11th in the Western Conference with a 10-12 and 12 record. They've been struggling as of late. And thus, the word that I've given them is composure. Now, it's something we're not used to seeing with this team, but there's been a real lack of composure, especially over the last week or so. Twice they blew 20-point leads to both the Clippers and the Kings, which is just not something we've been accustomed to with this team. They ended up giving away a game yesterday against OKC. They lost that one in overtime at a three-point lead with eight seconds to go before Draymond gave away two fouls in a matter of, I think it was two seconds. Um, sent Shet Holmgren to the free throw line for three free throws. He tied it up from there, and then the Thunder were able to outlast the Warriors there in OT. But composure, that is the big key. There's so much talent there. Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, even Kevon Looney in his own right. Um, they should be good. They should be a lot better than what they're displaying at the moment. Just composure. Someone to stand up. We know they've got the guys to do it. Steph Curry is arguably one of the greatest closers in NBA history. There's composure in their ranks. They just need to start demonstrating it. And their record, as I said, what are we, 10 and 12? They had the ability to close out games. They should have a positive record of possibly, you know, 13 and 9, 14 and 8, possibly. Um, they're just lacking that that finishing touch at the moment. With the players they've got, I wouldn't be surprised to see their fortunes turn around very quickly. But at the moment, they're just uh, they're lacking that finishing touch. The Houston Rockets currently sit in the Western Conference, eight with a ten and nine record. They've won their last two on the bounce, and knocked off some pretty. Uh, they've taken some big scalps, no more so than Denver. Uh, but the word I've given them is plucky. Now, by adding some experience, namely Dylan Brooks, Fred Van Vliet, they look like a completely different team. And I think by being a better team, it's promoting more growth in those key youngsters that they have, namely Jalen Green, Alperen Sengun, Jabari Smith. They've got some exciting young players within their ranks. And for the first time in quite a few years, they're actually exciting to watch. I actually enjoy watching them, um, partly out of excitement, partly out of pure hate factor for Dylan Brooks, as I'm sure a lot of people are on board with as well. But they are exciting to watch, and they play a really fun brand of basketball. And the fact that, that some of the scalps they're taking, as I said, currently 8th, 10 and 9, is it something they can sustain? I don't think so. You look at teams below them, namely the Clippers, Pelicans, and Warriors, you could see all of them jumping over the Rockets. But you know, across 20 games, they've been very, very fun to watch and should be very proud of their efforts thus far. The LA Clippers, the word I've given them is conundrum. Now, we spoke about it, namely when the James Harden trade went down a few couple of months ago, that the issue this team was going to have was sharing the rock. Now, they've got four very, very ball-dominant players. Russell Westbrook since slid to the bench. But who's their guy? Who is actually handling the rock? When you've got Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook there off the bench, there is a lot of ball-hungry players amongst them. And... I just, I don't know where they're at at the minute. I don't know if they can all coexist together in a successful um, unit at the minute from what we've seen so far. Ninth with an 11 and 10 record. That's after winning three of their last three games. But they've looked shaky. And I, I know I've spoke about it with the Bucks. There's always an ironing out period. Potentially we're seeing things start to click. But I think one of these guys needs to step up and be the guy. At the moment, they're all just kind of happy 
playing their own kind of roles, just doing their team bit. We need one guy to stand up and really lead them, I think. And at the moment, they're just lacking that identity. So they've got a real conundrum on their hands. Thankfully, they've got plenty of time, another 65-odd games to work things out. But I'd be uh, I'd be a little bit concerned as a Clippers fan at the moment. The Lakers. Now, they are just about to tip off in the NBA in-season tournament final against the Pacers as we speak. About to tip off in five minutes as I record this one. So I'm going to try and rattle through this episode pretty quickly. The Lakers sit fifth with a 14-9 and record. They've won their past three games, seven and three in their last 10. The word I've got is reliant. Now, LeBron James, just about to turn 39 years of age, the oldest player within the league, is still arguably one of the best players in the league. The difference when he's on the court and when he's not, what he's doing on, at a, on a production level is second to none. We have never seen a player at this age perform to the level he is. He is truly a phenomenon, continuing to lead this team. Uh, they've looked better. They, you know, I'm so thankful they've decided to scrap that 30-minute limit that they were going to have on him going into the season because without him on the court for the minutes he has been, I think it could be a considerably different-looking uh, record at this stage. But fifth, 14 and nine, things are looking bright there in LA for the Lakers at the moment. Uh, if they can get the win today, that would be a nice little uh, little achievement there to be the inaugural NBA in-season champions. But really happy with where they're poised at the minute for the regular season. So they are still very reliant on LeBron James, but he is continuing to perform at an elite level. It's, to be honest, it's unbelievable. And it's something, you know, we've spoken. I've spoken a little bit about Players like LeBron, like Steph, like KD, these Chris Paul, these players who are a little bit older, who are in the back nine of their career, really appreciating them whilst we still have them in the league. Um, I think each time we see LeBron now, it's just something we need to, whether you're a LeBron fan or not, something you need to appreciate for how special this is. Uh, let's push ahead to Memphis. The word I've given them is finished. They currently sit 13th with a 6 and 15 record. Uh, they're what are we, uh, 21? We're only a handful of games away from seeing the return of Ja Morant. But to be honest, I think the damage has been done. Um, you could see a world in which they rattle off a couple of wins. Ja is certainly that level of player to get them there. But I just think the uh, the damage has been done early. Um, and it, it's a shame. I've kind of, they're a team that I've kind of thought would uh, fall below expectations the last probably three or four years. They've absolutely surpassed and then some what I've expected of them as well as many other pundits out there but I feel like this is the year that they regress um, I think it's going to be a very very hard slog back into actual playing contention let alone playoff contention but uh, very excited to see Jar back he is one of the most must-watch players within the league so that will certainly bring some excitement to the fans there in Memphis Minnesota the word I've given the Timberwolves is flying and that they are they currently sit first in the Western Conference with a 17-4 and record. They've won their last six games on the bounce. And to be honest, just are playing some really, really good basketball. I certainly didn't pick this. Um, they've, they, haven't really, they haven't changed their roster, but they just look like a new hungry unit. Anthony Edwards is great. Rudy Gobert's doing it on both ends of the floor. Cat looks more consistent. Mike Conley there as well, chipping in more points than we've seen in the last couple of seasons. They just look really well-rounded at the moment. My eyes, I don't see this probably continuing. Um, well, I, to be honest, I don't think they're a, a title contender, should I say. 
but they currently sit three games ahead of everyone else in the Western Conference. That is absolutely startling because for me, they, you know, they're not a big, big market team. They don't gain a lot of headlines. I was very shocked to see them that far ahead. 17 and four, that's a tremendous record. As I said, one six on the bounce, nine and one in their last 10. They're 10 and one at home. Um, and it's defense that's doing it for them. They're only conceding 105.2 points per game at the moment, which, if I've got that correct, is the league's best defense at the moment. It really is a testament to them. Whether it'll continue or whether it doesn't, doesn't matter. They have uh, really come out of the gates hot and should be very proud of their efforts thus far. Timberwolves are flying. The New Orleans Pelicans, I've given the word ascending. Now, they sit 10th in the West at the moment with a 12-11 and 11 record. They've struggled quite a little bit with injury troubles through the first, you know, third to quarter of their season. Now that CJ McCollum in particular is back, it just adds such a different dynamic. Dyson Daniels, and love him, Aussie boy, big props to him. Been very high on him going into the league and what he's done since he's come in, fantastic. He's not a natural scorer, and they've really lacked that element to their game whilst he's been in the starting lineup. With CJ coming back, it just gives them such another dynamic avenue to score. And I could see them, now that they're pretty well all fit and healthy, starting to charge up the standings. They're only a game and a half back of sixth there, which would grant them an automatic playoff spot if things would end today. But they're uh, they're knocking on the door. They're only three games back of second place OKC there. So they're certainly not that far behind. With a full-strength roster, there is a lot of talent amongst them. Uh, I think they could ascend up the rankings pretty quickly there. OKC. The word I've given them is present. Now, I initially had my notes future. The word I've given them is present. They currently sit second with a 14-7 and seven record in the Western Conference there. Incredible. Only play behind the, uh, the Timberwolves there. OKC are a team spoken at length about that they're poised for a huge next five to ten years. They've got all the makings of an absolute powerhouse. But what they're doing at the minute as well is they are a legitimate, legitimate team as it stands. Seen Shet Holmgren come in, you know, the wait was well and truly worth it. If you're an OKC fan, what he's delivering at the moment alongside SGA, alongside Giddy, alongside Williams and Dort, they are super fun to watch. They are super talented. They are super young. Uh, they've got a really good defensive rating, 112.5 points per game, a plus 7.2 point differential. They just play young, dynamic basketball, and they don't give up. Um, what they were able to do yesterday against the Warriors really put the foot down in in OT against a team that's been the dynasty for the last best part of a decade was uh, a real kind of coming out moment for me as I watched it. As I said, 14 and 7, won seven of their last or seven of their last 10. Uh, they are not just the future. They are the present at the moment. And I don't, I think they're probably a, another year or two away from being genuine contenders. They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs regardless. Um, really, really excited about where their future's headed, but should be very excited about their present as well. Moving ahead to the Phoenix Suns. They currently sit seventh with a record of 12 and 10. They've lost their past two, six and four in their last 10. The word I've given for them is health. They are going to be very dependent on health going into the latter stages of this season. If everyone can be fit and healthy, they're going to be 
a powerhouse. But if they're not healthy, things could unravel pretty quickly in what is a loaded West. Now, Devin Booker, KD, and Bradley Beal, you don't get too many better big threes than that. That is pretty lights out. Counts for naught if we don't see it together, though. And at this stage, Bradley Beal's really not done a, done a lot. We've not really seen him grace the court um, to the level we would have liked. So health is health is everything there in Phoenix. Uh, I think the acquisition of Nurkic is underrated. One of the better moves this offseason. He really complements them well, uh, not only with his present interior, but also his ability to shoot the outside ball. Um, but I just don't know where they sit at the minute. In terms of tiers... In terms of talent, they're right in the top tier. But in terms of championship credentials, they're probably in that second to third tier, probably second. Um, and that's just based on health at the moment. You, know, you can have all the best players in the world, but it counts for naught if they're not on not on the court. So here's hoping we get a full look at them very, very soon. Uh, but for me, that is the big concern at the moment. The Portland Trailblazers, the word I've given to them is finished. Um, they currently sit 14th with a 6-15 and 15 record. Lost their last three, three and seven in their last 10. Currently got a minus 6.9 point differential. Um, it's, uh, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing that their season's over already. That's okay. They weren't going anywhere. Uh, dealt a cruel blow. Anthony Simon's going out early. He's, he's come back to the court in the last week or so. Robert Williams being ruled out for the season. Um, you know, they were never destined for big things this season. Really now, I think it's going to just be about nurturing that young talent, in particular Scoot and even Simons to a lesser extent, but Scoot Henderson really ensuring he's a key part of their future moving forward. I think they've actually been, to use that word again, that I coined before, plucky. Um, they've shown quite a bit of fight in a lot of these games, namely against the Warriors the other day, the Bucks a couple of weeks prior. They're no rollover, I guess, with Aiton, Brogdon. Um, loving what Duop Reith's. Doing there as well, another Aussie bloke play, applying his trade in the States. But yeah, they're, they're really not going anywhere at the moment. And that's okay. That's okay. Next year's another year. We knew things were going to take a very big turn once they blew it up and offloaded Dame. Um, so I implore them. I not implore them, sorry. I, I, I applaud them for going that route and actually starting afresh. But you just got to be patient. It is going to be a rebuilding process. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, so yeah, for me, the Portland Trailblazers season is finished. Let's go ahead to the Sacramento Kings, currently sixth with a 12 and eight record. The, the word that I've given them is pace. Now they're still putting up 116 points per game, but that's well down on the mark that they've had over the last couple of seasons. We've seen them continually have uh, probably the best offense within the league. Um, they are now, you know, pretty far behind the pace is it? What are they? What's that? That's uh, where are we there? Yeah, 12, 12 points a game behind the paces in that regard um, with other teams as well filing in behind the paces ahead of the Kings. They look best when they're a run and gun team. Fox handling the rock, pushing the pace predominantly. I think they just need to go back to what they were doing before. Forget about defense completely. Not that they play that much of it at the moment, but just continue to embrace that run and gun attitude, track mate, Let's put up a buck fifty a night and see who can actually stick with us. Um, you know they've they've looked okay. They've looked okay. Nothing world beater. Twelve and eight, as I said, six and four in their last ten. Currently a minus point differential of point three. But I just think if they continue to play with more pace, as they have been the last couple of seasons, teams can't go with them. 
teams cannot go with them. We've seen that over the last couple of years. So just pick up the pace, and I think good things will happen there in Sacramento. Last, oh no, we've got two to go, should I say. Um, going ahead to the penultimate team, San Antonio Spurs, I've given the word solo. Now, not only is it a refreshing beverage, it's also what the Spurs are this season. They have some intriguing players um, who are actually somewhat serviceable. Zach Collins has been tidy. Um, There is is talent on there. But for the most part, they're a one-man band. All anyone cares about at the moment is Wemby and what he's doing. He's, He's started his NBA career phenomenally well, averaging 19 points, 10 rebounds, two and a half assists, two and a half blocks, and a steal a game. Undoubtedly, he's their future, and that's what they're focused on at the moment, as they should be. But, uh, yeah, there's really not a lot happening. They're 3-18. and 18. They've lost their last 16 games in a row. They have a minus 12-point differential. Now, there's no, there's no clawing your way back from that. They are finished for this season. But everything, all eyes are just on Wemby and what he can do. And so far, uh, a small sample size, it's been very, very impressive. So he's hoping that will continue. Last but not least, the Utah Jazz, they sit 12th with a 7-15 and 15 record, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Therefore, the word that I've given them is flailing. They started well enough. They've started to plummet down the standings now. As I said, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Injuries to Laurie Markin and in, in particular have played their part. A couple of other injuries as well have kind of chopped them down at the knees. Um, but to be honest, it's looking like their season could quickly start to unravel. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Memphis jump them. Even Portland could potentially jump them as well. Uh, Disappointing given the work they did last season, but I think the Jazz are starting to flail. Guys, there you have it. There wraps up the end or the Western Conference today, the culmination of a two-part series of Word Association. Very, very appreciative for all the continued support of the show. Lots of fantastic conversations during the week from not only the NBA, but also the NBL. So certainly appreciate you guys reaching out in that regard. If you have anything you want to talk about, anything bowl-related, I love talking bowl. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, hit me up. We'd love to chat with you guys. Very appreciative of all the continued support of the show. Uh, it's only a couple of weeks till Christmas now, so I'm thinking I'll probably do a show next week and then uh, probably have the week off following just for the lead-up to Christmas there. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Guys, thank you again for all the support. Have a fantastic week. I'm going to go tune into the NBA in-season tournament final. The Lakers playing the Pacers. He's hoping the boys can get up. LeBron to put the team on his shoulders and add to his trophy cabinet. Uh, and I can't wait to discuss everything from the NBA with you next week. Well then, guys, take care.